Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 254. Fire. 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 Your daily dose of inspiration, encouragement, and energy from the most successful entrepreneurs in the world. Prepare to ignite now. This is Entrepreneur on Fire with John Lee Dumas. Entrepreneur on Fire. Entrepreneur on Fire. Heyo, Fire Nation. LegalZoom is the go-to provider of affordable legal protection. Just ask one of the three dozen companies on the Inc. 500 list. Go to LegalZoom.com to find the service that's right for you. Enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. All in one. We've heard it many times, Fire Nation, but this time it's true. Squarespace offers an all-in-one platform so you can create a beautiful website just like that. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code IDEA. Special announcement, Fire Nation. You will only be hearing this if you downloaded this episode on July 1st, 2nd, or 3rd. Three of my close friends, Pat Flynn of Smart Passive Income, Adam Baker of Man vs. Debt, and Rick Mulready have put together an incredible package of the top online courses at an insanely low price, only available for 72 hours, July 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Then they'll be gone forever. If you want to watch a video that explains all, go to eofireaction.com today. That's eofireaction.com. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Gretchen Rubin. Gretchen, are you prepared to ignite? I certainly am. (laughs) All right. Gretchen is the author of several books, including the number one New York Times and international bestseller, The Happiness Project, an account of the year she spent test driving the wisdom of the ages, the current scientific studies, and the lessons from popular culture about how to be happier. On her popular blog, The Happiness Project, she reports on her daily adventures in the pursuit of happiness. Well, Gretchen, I have to admit, I'm a little bit happier having just read that, so thank you for that. And I've given Fire Nation a little overview, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you, and then tell us about where you're at in life right now. I started out as a lawyer. I went to Yale Law School. I was editor-in-chief of the Law Review, and I was actually clerking for Sandra Day O'Connor when I realized that what I really wanted to do was to be a writer. And that was um, more than 10 years ago now. I've written several books. Um, but that was probably one of the most important things that I ever did in my life for my own happiness was to realize that I really needed to switch careers, um, which is something that a lot of people go through. Um, you know, you start out down one path and you realize for whatever reason uh, you want to make a switch. So anyway, I had been writing for several years and um, – And then I was on the bus on a very rainy day, and I had this moment of to reflect the way you don't usually have in everyday life. And I thought, what do I want from life anyway? And I thought, I want to be happy. But I realized I didn't spend any time thinking about whether I was happy or how I could be happier. And in a flash, I thought I should have a happiness project. And I wanted to find out, you know, if I just if I did the research and uh, analyzed myself and my life and the information and the knowledge of the ages, could I make myself happier? And ever since then, I really spent pretty much every waking, working moment thinking about 
happiness? How, what makes people happier? How can I be happier? What makes other people happier? I'm excited for you to impart some of that knowledge upon myself and the rest <laughs> of Fire Nation throughout this interview. And I will say I've had a similar experience with you. I didn't quite get so entrenched. After my service in the U.S. Army, I got out, had no idea what I wanted, had no idea what was going to make me happy. So I went to law school and I was not happy in law school. So I extricated myself after just a semester. And oh. the next uh, the next couple of ventures I had for that were not exactly what I wanted either. But it did eventually land me to where I am today. So I definitely made a lot of decisions along the way to try to find that happiness, but it was always very elusive. So I really do want to dive into that. But before we do, Gretchen, we love starting Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a success quote. And I know you specifically have a great mantra for So take it away. Well, and it's very much in line with what you were just saying. So my, I have 12 personal commandments and my first personal commandment and something I remind myself every day is to be Gretchen. And of course, everybody has to substitute their own name. Um, but it's this idea that it, it, we can only build a happy life on the foundation of our own nature, our own interests, our own values. Our, and and yet it's so easy to, to be distracted by what you think should be true or what you wish were true or what other people think is true. And I realized that the more I just ask myself to be Gretchen and to really think about what's true for me, uh, what's not true for most people? What do I wish were true about me? But what's actually true? And I try to make my life reflect that, then the happier I become. And it's strange because you think, well, I just hang out with myself all day long. Like, <laughs> how hard can it be to know myself? And yet it's very, it's very hard to know yourself. And so I have to constantly remind myself, be Gretchen. So the number one New York Times, an international bestseller, an incredibly popular blog, do I have to substitute my name, Gretchen, or can I just say to be Gretchen? <laughs> I think you're going to find it works out better if you, if, you, if you substitute your own name. All right. Well, I'll definitely work on that. So Gretchen, take it down to the ground level. Share with us a recent experience where you found even you slipping out of that and how you pulled yourself back into it. It's something that, that I have to think about all the time. I mean, even say here, here's a tiny example, but I think something people can identify with. Now, when you're trying to resist temptation, like, you know, there's chocolate chip cookies or there's ice cream in the refrigerator or there's ch potato chips or French fries or whatever it is that's tempting to you. And, you know, most people are trying to eat more healthfully. Um, how do you do it? Well, what I found is that I'm a total abstainer, which by which I mean I do much better if I just say none. I'm not going to eat any cookies. I'm not going to eat any sweets. I'm not going to eat any ice cream. I'm not going to eat any Halloween candy or whatever. And I just have none. And then it's off my mind and I, I don't worry about it. And then other people who I call moderators do much better when they have a little bit or when they can have it sometimes or they have it every once in a while. And what I found is that abstainers and moderators are constantly trying to convince each other that they're doing it wrong. Moderators <laughs> tell me that I'm too rigid, that I should be able to have a brownie and not, and then not have two brownies. Um, and I want to say, to say to moderators, why do you keep changing the rules? Why don't you just go cold turkey? And it's not a question of who's right or who's wrong. It's just what's, what's a matter of what works for you. And I, I thought I was the only person who had this, but since I started writing about it, I found out that many people identify with these two categories. And if you're an abstainer, it's just much easier to embrace your abstainer self and organize your life that way. And if you're a moderator, you're much better off embracing your moderator side and not trying to do like a total sugar detox because it'll kind <laughs> of make you crazy but, you know, just say, okay, I can have one piece of chocolate or I can have a cookie from time to time. And it's just a matter of knowing what is the right approach for you and, and not assuming that 
that, that something's wrong with you and everybody else is right, or you need to be fix yourself or learn to do something a different way. It's just a question of what's going to, what's going to be easier for you? What works for you? And what I found is that a lot of times the things that I think are the most idiosyncratic about myself, the things that make me the most different from everyone else turn out to be things that many other people identify with. Um, so I think we're more like each other than we think, and also less like each other than we think. And again, that's why it's always helpful to go back to yourself and say, well, what's really true for me? Because then, then you'll see clearly what the path that's right for you. Well, I think I'm an abstainer, but I just finished off the king size Snickers bar while you were talking. So I think I might have failed. <laughs> there we go. Well, the next day is always another try. Oh, thank you. I feel better now. <laughs> so Gretchen, Entrepreneur on Fire is about your journey as an entrepreneur. You went to law school at Yale. You clerked for Sandra Day O'Connor. You did some amazing things. But then one day you looked in the mirror and you had to say, I'm not fulfilling my authentic self. So you extricated yourself from that situation Take us back to a time around that area where you really faced a massive obstacle or challenge to get out of that and that you potentially failed in that first attempt to do so. And how did you overcome that? Well, I was really lucky because a lot of people who want to leave law um, or want to leave whatever, whatever they're doing, they want to do something else. A lot of times you know that you want to turn away from something, but you don't know what you want to do. And so it's very hard to figure that out. It's and whole, you have $200,000 in debt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? It's the whole what color is your parachute problem. Like, you know, trying to figure out, well, what do you want? If you don't want to do this, if you don't want to be in the army, if you don't want to go to law school, what are you going to do instead? And I was very fortunate because I knew what I wanted. In my free time, I was working on something that I didn't acknowledge for a long time was a book, but that's in fact what it was. I was researching, doing research to do a book, and, which did become my first book, in fact. Um, and so when I finally acknowledged that I wanted to be a writer, it, I, I, I could see the path that I was going. So that made it a lot easier for me. But it was very difficult to, first of all, I'm one of these people that always wants to know what's expected of me and how to get and how, and how to move forward, which I think is one of the reasons that law school really appealed to me, because it's like, if you don't know what else to do, go to law school and everybody thinks that's a good idea. It'll keep your options open. It'll, you know, we, uh, it's a great education. That was um, me. So it, it sort of let me move, appear to move forward, even though I didn't really know what I wanted. And then once you're there, they tell you, well, this is what you need to do. And this, do this, do this, do this. And I'm like, okay, I'll do that. And I'll do that. And I'll do that. And then I finally got to the end where I had to just figure out what I wanted to do. And that's when I thought, well, actually, I don't want to do any of this stuff. Um, and also, I was surrounded by people who loved law. I mean, these are people who wanted to talk about law during the lunch hour and on the weekends, and they were reading law journals for fun. And they were completely interested and engaged by it. And I could tell that they were different from me and that I did not feel the same way. So it's not like I, I think that no one would enjoy law. In a way, I was around people who enjoyed law so much that it showed me that it wasn't the right place for me because I didn't feel the way that they felt. Also, my father is a really happy lawyer. It's not that there's no one who enjoys it. It's just that if it's not right for you, it's not right for you. And it wasn't right for me. But it was hard for me because I do like having the expectations very clear. It was hard for me to go off this, what had always been a very clear path and onto this sort of misty road where I knew nothing. Um, I remember going to a bookstore and buying a book that was called something like How to Write and Sell Your Nonfiction Book Proposal. I had no idea what to do. So I just did what the book said. 
um, which fortunately worked out to be good advice and it worked, <laughs> but it was hard because I, I, and I had worked so hard to accumulate all these feathers in my cap. I had all these credentials that within the world of law were very meaningful, but of course to a writer, nobody cares. If anything, the fact that you're a former lawyer, it counts against you because it sounds so boring. <laughs> Plus you're in a book written by somebody who used to be a lawyer, ick. Um, and so I had to start over. Um, and so, you know, my own, my own willingness to fail became very important. And I remember at some point having the thought, I'm at the point now where I would rather fail as a writer than succeed as a lawyer. And that was very important for me. I was like, this is the time I need to, I need to try now and either succeed or fail. Because if I don't do it now, if I got another job in law, um, I probably would never go back. Um, the stakes would just be too high. I would have spent so much time and effort into it. Um, I was like, this is my window. This is my time to try. I've got a book project that I'm, that I want to work on. Also, coincidentally, my husband and I were getting ready to move from DC to New York. New York's like the publishing capital of the United States. It's like, this is it. This is the time. Don't, don't pretend like, um, this isn't the opportunity that you've been waiting for. It is do it and take the consequences. Wow. So those are some great insights, Gretchen. I just want to pull a couple of things out of what you said. Willingness to fail and the fact that you'd rather fail as a writer than succeed in a lawyer. Those are just two really powerful statements that you made. And when you were willing to admit to yourself that those statements were both true, you were able to move forward. So if you could just pull out for Fire Nation one clear lesson that you learned from that experience, what would it be? Well, one thing that I did that was very helpful to me was as I was beginning to make this transition, I did everything that I could to join that community sort of in spirit. So at that time, I didn't really know any writers. Now, uh, it seems like all I know is writers. It's hard for me to go back (laughs) to that state. Um, So I really made an effort to get to know writers. Um, I got trade uh, magazines and signed up for this, you know, industry newsletter so that I felt like I was part of the conversation or I was beginning to understand the language and the terms and like who were the players and what was the names. And, um, and one of the things that was important to me was uh, like the, probably the most important moment of everything was when I got an agent because as a writer, um, you know, until an agent made me feel like I was doing it professionally because other than that, I was just sort of like sitting around writing. Right. Um, and that felt very amateurish. Um, and you know, I'm a writer, but I say I'm a writer, but what does that mean? Am I really writing? Um, but once I had an agent, I felt like now I can say that I'm doing this professionally. No one's paid me yet, but somebody thinks that I'm going to get paid and that's why they're representing me. Um, And so these were all important steps to make me, to move me closer and closer to um, really becoming a fully fledged member of the community. Because I think sometimes you want to just jump into something, but there's a lot of baby steps that have to go into a big change. Um, And so figuring out what those steps are so you can be feel yourself making progress and becoming closer and closer to it as you're making a big shift. It, it's encouraging and, um, and it's helpful too, because as I got to know more about what was going on, I, I really felt like I was, uh, you know, a better member of that new community. 
So Gretchen, let's continue to take baby steps along your journey. You decided to make the break from being a lawyer. You decided to dive into this world of being a writer. You moved from D.C. to New York City, the publishing capital of the world. Very exciting place. You had some failures. You had some challenges. You had some breakthroughs getting an agent. Share with us an aha moment you had at some point after you moved to New York City. A moment that just a light bulb went off and you said, wow, this is powerful. This is a direction I want to move in because I resonate with this. And how'd you turn that moment into success? Well, really that moment for me came earlier. And it was when I had the actual idea for what was going to be my first book. Um, I was still clerking for Justice O'Connor. I was, uh, I went for a walk in my lunch hour and I was staring up at the white gleaming, uh, uh, Capitol Dome against the blue sky. Oh, uh, yeah, I've been there. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful panorama of Washington, D.C. And I thought, you know, I would like to write about a topic that everything, everybody in the world is interested in. And I thought, what is, what <laughs> am I interested in that everybody in the world is interested in? And I thought, well, power, money, fame, sex. And it hit me like that power, money, fame, sex, like this big, this, these four pillars of the worldly temptations. And I thought, and I was just seized in a moment with an idea of just wanting to research and learn and think through this, this body of, um, of human nature. I would say of everything that everything I write about is about human nature. That is really my fundamental interest. And this was the first time I really had come forward to embrace, to to sort of embrace it. And that moment was so important to me that it really got me to work for months and months and months on this project before I called it a project. And then when I needed to, when, then when I needed to like write a proposal in order to get an agent, that was the book project that I was, that I proposed was, and it was called, and it was, published that way, power, money, fame, sex. And one of the things that I've learned about myself, which which is very delightful, it's one of my favorite things about myself, is I am struck by these epiphanies, like these life-changing light bulb, lightning from the sky moments hit me with a fair regularity. And they always completely changed my life. Like I had, I had the moment where I thought the happiness project and it completely set me off in a new direction. So take us to that moment. Like where were you when that happened and what were your steps directly following that? Well, that book, I was just finishing my biography of uh, John F. Kennedy, and um, I was in a stage where, uh, as a writer, you have more free time because you're not actually doing all the original writing, which is really, really rigorous, but you're doing editing and all that sort of thing. So I was stuck on a city bus in the pouring rain, and I thought, what do I want from life? I want to be happy, but I don't spend any time thinking about it or trying to to make myself happier. I thought, I'm going to have a happiness project. And I ran to the library the next day, got a giant (laughs) stack of books and started researching. And I wanted to figure out, well, what are all the elements of happiness? And what is happiness anyway? And can I make myself happier? And um, one of the, I love to do research, love to do research. And um, and, and, the, and the subject of happiness, I was reading, you know, Benjamin Franklin and Aristotle and Martha Beck and, you know, pop culture, memoirs, fiction, biographies, all this science. There's an, all this new science coming out about, um, about positive psychology and how the brain works and um, even, you know, all these studies of happiness. Um, and it was, it, it just, um, 
I, I just couldn't get enough of it. At first, I was just going to do the happiness project for myself, just for, just for my own happiness. But I quickly realized that it was such a rich subject that I... Um, that I, that I wanted to write a whole book about it. I, I didn't want to just do it on the weekends for fun. I really wanted this to be my major, major next project. And the same thing happened to me recently uh, with my, my, the book I'm working on right now, which is about habits. Um, well, you know, one day, again, light bulb. It's like habits <laughs> are like the prequel to a happy life. If you look at whether people are happy or not, a very big part of it is do they have habits that work for them? If they have habits that work for them, they are much more likely to be happy, healthy, successful than if they have habits that are not working for them. And now I'm completely obsessed with habits and I spend all day long thinking about habits, which of course are very tied to happiness and of course human nature, because it's all like, why do we do, you know, I'm just fascinated by the question. Why do we do the things that we do and why can't we do the things that we want to do? How do we, how do we get ourselves to act? How do we get ourselves to not act? Um, what are, how do you even think about yourself? How do you understand yourself enough um, so that you can do things differently if you want. Wow, fascinating topic. And you remind me so much when you talk about your love and passion for research of a past guest that we just had on, Robert Greene, who wrote Mastery and the 48 Laws of Power. Oh, sure, 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 yes. Yeah, great guy who just talks oh. about diving deep into research and going into it. And so I just love hearing about you going to the library. I can picture you getting these huge volumes of research and just diving into it. If you could just pull out one piece, your favorite piece of happiness research that you found that you can share with us right now, what would that be, Gretchen? Wow, it's so hard to pick. If I know, I, that's why I asked the tough questions. If I had, if I had to pick one thing, like, like if I was going to say, everybody run out and, and read this book, I would have to say, I think for your audience, Benjamin Franklin's autobiography. I mean, Benjamin Franklin is such a patron saint for everyone who who wants to remake their life or be entrepreneurial. The guy, he was curious about everything. He was involved in everything. He accomplished so much. He he was such a great writer. Um, and his autobiography is so, it just gets you so fired up to do something <laughs> with your life because he just makes... He, and he's so funny and um, it's, an, it's, you know, and also for anyone who's in the United States, he's, you know, as a founding father, he's just, he was just part of everything. And then in his free time, he was founding a free library and inventing bifocals and discovering electricity. I mean, it's just unbelievable that one man accomplished so much, but he talks a lot in his autobiography of just how did he go about it? Like, what did he do every day? How did he think about trying to get himself to change or get himself to change his bad habits? And how did he make time for friends and to, and, and all these things. And so um, I think it's a great, it, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a classic that everyone should read. So, you know, cross it off your list if you haven't read it. And it's also, he's a great writer. It's a, it's incre incredibly charming read, but it also is very inspiring if you're trying to ask more of yourself, because you see Benjamin Franklin was someone who's so, with so much enthusiasm and so much joy uh, accomplished so much in his life. Mm. Well, that is on my to-do list. So, Gretchen, let's move into right now, present time. You have a lot of exciting things going on, but share with Fire Nation one thing that's really exciting you right now. Well, one thing that is just a major engine of excitement and fun and creativity and productivity in my life is my blog. I started this blog, you know, seven years ago, 
just because I needed to test the idea that novelty and challenge make people happier because I didn't think that novelty and challenge made me happier. I thought that familiarity and mastery made me happier, but I needed to test that. So I started the blog and my blog from that time, seven years without pause has been something that has been challenging. It's been a source of connection to other people. It's been a source of learning because I get so much from my readers. Um, It's been a way to have creative expression um, because there's so many things that if I, I want to write about or, or draw attention to, I can, um, it's allowed me, I always thought of myself as a person who was very untechy. So it allowed me to kind of re, uh, to have a whole new identity for myself because I, I recreated myself as someone who knows how to do these things. And, um, and so that's something that really every day I just think, and I started it so flippantly. Like I did, I did not have big plans for it. I thought, oh, I'll do it for a month as a trial and then I'll stop. Like my gratitude journal, which I kept for like three weeks. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but who familiarity? It turns out that novelty and challenge do make people happier. And my blog is something that every single day makes me happy. Oh, that's just great stuff, Gretchen. And if you can just share with us your vision just for the near term future, where do you see your blog and your future projects going? Well, as I said, I'm super obsessed right now um, to the point of being very tiresome to the people around me, I have to confess, um, (laughs) on the subject of habits. And um, so I've been writing a lot about that and I'm working on the book. So that is the thing that's front and center for me is to is to get that written um, to figure out uh, all the pieces that I want to get in and uh, to to start um, really weaving it together. So I I don't like original writing as much as editing. I love to edit. So right now I'm in the really the hard, hard work of the first draft. And so for the foreseeable future, that's what I'm doing. And then once the, once the book is done, I'm going to look up and sort of think, okay, where am I going to take this? Cause it's, it's very related to happiness, but it's also um, a bit different, which is great. It's a great um, next thing, next rung on the, on my life ladder. Um, and so I need to figure that out. Do blog readers get little tidbits along this journey? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't actually told them that I'm that I'm writing about habits, um, but they may. But but I've been writing a lot about things related to habits, um, and that's one of the things that I need to do is sort of on my blog really signal that now this is I'm looking at happiness. Like I'm always thinking about happiness, but because why have good habits unless you think that they're going to make you happier? Like that's the purpose. Um, but now I'm really looking at it through this habit lens. So I need to do some things on my blog so that so it's very clear to people that that's the focus. July 2nd, this interview is going live, Gretchen. So unless you want Entrepreneur on Fire with our 250,000 unique downloads every month, I'm sure somebody that knows your blog is going to listen to this. I'd get over there before then. Okay. And say, all right. Okay, well, that's good to have a deadline. There you go. <laughs> um, say, hey, yeah, anybody, anybody who's coming here to check up on me, I'm doing it. Nice. Love it, Gretchen. And Fire Nation, I have an exciting resource to share with you today, Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that allows you to easily build your own website just the way you want it. Squarespace has a killer design library, and they are constantly updating their platform, so you have the latest features at your fingertips. Squarespace just recently added an e-commerce to the list, so you can set up shop and start selling your products quickly and easily. 
They've also added a user-friendly calendar feature so you can share your business schedule right on your website. So whether you have an upcoming speaking event that you want to share with your audience or a new product or service launching soon, Squarespace's events collection calendar feature has you covered. Squarespace, everything you need to create an exceptional website. And for a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code IDEA. On your mark, get set, no, no, no. That's all wrong. We're supposed to be taking a time out to thank our sponsor today, LegalZoom. Now you know how big I am on the just start mentality, and LegalZoom is here to help you do just that. Get started. That's why they offer award-winning services at an affordable price. LegalZoom services have been developed by the best legal minds in the country, and every business they engage with gives personalized attention from start to finish. Here's a quick disclaimer. LegalZoom is not a law firm and provides self-help services at your specific direction, but there's so much more. Now, every LLC and incorporation package includes an easy-to-use business accounting software, a $269 value for free. Be sure to enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. FIRE Nation, I urge you to protect what's yours and just start today. Visit LegalZoom.com and enter the code FIRE. And now we've reached my favorite part of the show, the lightning rounds. And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions and you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Low bar. <laughs> the bar is low. Gretchen, what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? My lack of facing who I really was and what I wanted. I needed to learn to be Gretchen. What is the best advice you've ever received? To be Gretchen. No, that's <laughs> Cheater. If you're, willing, if you're willing to take the blame, if you're at fault, people will give you responsibility. Oh, powerful. What's something that's working for you right now? Doing, working steadily. I like to work every day and not feel a lot of pressure to get a lot done on any one day. And I find that by doing a little bit every day, that's how my creativity and how my ideas um, are really ignited. Um, is by doing a little bit every single day, never taking a day off, but never pushing too hard on any one particular day. Uh, sounds like a great habit, Gretchen. <laughs> there you <laughs> Do go. you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? I just started using Scrivener. Um, I had never used a, uh, a writing software program before. It's an online program, and I'm really, really liking it. It's been very, very helpful if you've got a huge amount of information that you need to organize. No, and I will say that every single writer that I talk to raves about Scrivener. So if you're writing, if you're doing that on a daily basis, wow, you need to check this out. And Fire Nation, you can get the links to this resource and everything that we mentioned in today's episode by going to entrepreneuronfire.com slash Gretchen Rubin. So Gretchen, besides your amazing books that you've done, we are going to link on that show notes page. If you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? Well, the autobiography of Benjamin Franklin would definitely be one of them. And the other would be uh, a book that I just read, which I find so, so interesting. No, no, the book that I would recommend, because it's just, it's so crazy and will blow your mind and show you like what a book can be, is a book called A Pattern Language by Christopher Alexander. It's all about design, but in a very 
unusual way. I think it's it really uh, ignites the imagination. Wow. I love your use of Ignite, by the way. Oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> so, Fire Nation, you can get the audio version of this book for free because I know you love audio by going to eofirebook.com. It's a gift from Audible for Entrepreneur on Fire listeners, eofirebook.com. So, Gretchen, this next question is my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So, take your time, digest, and then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I have to say I would spend all the money on Diet Coke and (laughs) books, and I would spend the seven days reading in bed uh, and drinking Diet Coke. (laughs) <laughs> for seven solid days. All right. Well, I hope that you would enjoy that and the rest of your food and shelter is taken care of. So you, That's can, right. you can spend literally $500 on Coke if you want to. All right. Well, I'll spend it on the books then. If the, if the, if the, if, that's right. You're right. The, the, my beverages are covered. So um, it's all going to the bookstore. <laughs> all the bookstore. I love it. So Gretchen, you've just given us some great advice to go off and read some amazing books, some great resources. Share with Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then how we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. You can find me and more about happiness than you ever want to read at uh, my blog, The Happiness Project, which is happiness-project.com. And I'm also on Twitter and a Facebook page and Instagram and Pinterest as Gretchen Rubin. And I have a YouTube channel, Gretchen Rubin NY. And I'm on LinkedIn as Gretchen Rubin. So I'm all over the place. I love social media. And, um, and so I'm, I'm very accessible that way. And I write about happiness six days a week. Love it. What is your parting piece of guidance? The fact is we can have a happy life if it's built on the, on our, the foundation of our own nature, our own values, and our own interests. And so it's really important before we do anything to just say, is this, is this, going to express my interest, my nature, my values, my temperament, um, because those are the decisions that in the end end up making us happy. Powerful. Fire Nation, everything we've talked about today, Gretchen's personal show notes page, entrepreneuronfire.com slash Gretchen Rubin. Gretchen, thank you for being so generous with your time, expertise, your experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Oh, thank you. Fire Nation, have you seen the video I just created on FireNationElite.com yet? If not, I think you're going to want to see this. In this video, I talked about my passion for the new elite mastermind community we're creating, Fire Nation Elite. I'd love for you to visit the site and check out the video to learn more about Fire Nation Elite. Then, if you're interested, fill out an application and schedule your one-on-one 15-minute chat with me today. That's FireNationElite.com. Thank you for joining us at EntrepreneurOnFire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.